Blanche J Radio Network. Paragon, Paragon 7, 7 Studios. Studios. on Last Day Radio Network. Bumping Thelonious, which was both on, on, on the Common Like Water for Chocolate album and the Slum Village Fantastic Volume 2 album. And of course, produced by Jay Dilla. I just, I love Jay Dilla's beat so much, man. I If you want to, if you want to vibe out, you're on a long trip, go to YouTube and just download any of the the Jay Dilla instrumental mixes. And you just have you have music. I don't care if it's stuff from from back in the Champion Sound days or the old school stuff that he did with a tribe called Quest or or the Soul Quarians. De La Soul. Then of course Slum Village, Common. You just have have phenomenal music. His his understanding of of time signature and drum licks and, and the ability to, to use the SP-1200. Just an amazing producer, man. And fortunately, before his passing, which, which he left us far too soon, he left us with a, with a lot of fantastic music, posthumously, that's, that's been released. And I basically have my hands on all of it. I'm always bumping at Jay Dilla. He's, he's number one. On my list of all-time producers, and we had some some great producers in the history of hip-hop, whether you're a Kanye West guy, whether you're a Dr. Dre guy, whether you're a DJ Premier or, or Pete Rock, Mad Lib, Swiss Beats, Justin Blaze, Timbaland, so many great producers, but but to me, Jay Dilla is, is the GOAT, man. Jay Dilla is the, is the best ever. If if I could bring one person from from hip hop back, it would be difficult for me not to want to bring him back. I mean, you have you have Biggie Smalls, you got my man MF Doom. Jay Dilla just had amazing and transcendent talent, and the ability to put music together is just. I can't I can't think of many people in any genre that that had that level of talent, just a special. Artist. The reason I'm talking about Jay Dilla, this will always be a hip hop show. Back when I got started, we 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 were kind of the first. Me and Rampage, we were doing this sports and hip hop show, and and we had all of the hip hop artists would come on the show and talk about sports, kind of that crossover. I was doing that almost ten years ago. And I was a little early to the party. It was before podcasting was really popular. All of those things, you know. I was doing a live radio show. I was in I was in Philadelphia on ESPN Radio. And then out in Phoenix on NBC Sports Radio, and having Rampage, and, and we kind of matriculated into getting into more broadcasting or doing live shows outside of a traditional radio studio. So we'd be out at David Buster's, and and Rampage would be DJing the 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 first lieutenant of the Universal Flip Mode Squad. He'd be DJing, and I'd be talking. It was a lot of fun. We had a lot of fun, especially out in Phoenix. 90 degrees in February, March, great weather. We're at Dave and Buster's getting all the free chicken wings that, that we could eat and lemonade slushies. And, and it was a great time. And then, of course, COVID hit and ruined all of that. 
I always want to speak on on sports from a hip hop lens or politics from a hip hop lens, or even when we do the health cast, healthcare from a hip hop lens. So I'm going to to vibe.com. Hip hop has experienced an unusual drought through the first half of 2023. No hip hop songs or albums have reached number one on the Billboard Hot 100 or Billboard 200 charts. Billboard reported the news last week and immediately drew parallels to this time last year. By June of 2022, six hip-hop albums and two songs had reached the mountaintop on the Billboard 200 and Billboard Hot 100, respectively. The albums were Gunna's DS Forever, which I've never heard, Little Dirk's 7220, Pusha T, It's Almost Dry, Future, I've Never Liked You, and Kendrick Lamar's uh, Mr. Morale and the, and the Big Steppers. I think that's the only album on that list that I've heard, which is part of the problem. Tyler Creator, his 2021 LP, Call Me If You Get Lost, found its way back to the top of the charts in April of 2022 after a massively successful vinyl sale. As for songs, Jack Harlow, uh, Future, and Drake produced songs that commanded the, the top spot of the Hot 100. There has been a noticeable lack of major releases in 2023, which many have believed to be the cause for hip-hop's absence from a place the genre has commanded in past years. Billboard theorized that hip-hop is losing its dominance in terms of market share, as it currently makes up 26% of the music market compared to the 28% it held this time last year. They also aligned the drop with the ascension of other popular genres namely Afrobeats, K-pop, and regional Mexican music. So hip-hop, over the course of time, hip-hop ascended, and, and I love hip One of the things about hip-hop that I love the most, hip-hop started off in the, in the South Bronx at, at parties, outdoor parties during the summer. So you're talking about a, a DJ. Remember Martin Lawrence in House Party, a DJ carrying around all of their records and, and vinyl and crates and stuff like that, and you had two turntables and, and a mixer. Take you an hour to set up. Somebody would mess up your records. People are dancing and, and hitting the table, making the needle skip. These are not people that had conventional piano lessons, saxophone lessons. My grandmother talks about growing up in, in Jacksonville, Florida, and as a part of the, the New Deal, the FDR New Deal, post-Great Depression, that she was able to get piano lessons in Jacksonville, Florida. So she got, as a, as a 14, 15-year-old, she received piano lessons and became a quite, quite the accomplished pianist. My grandmother, who's 96 years old, Ethel, Ethel Bradford, she still plays the piano for an hour after breakfast and an hour before going to bed every night. She spends at least two hours a day playing the piano. Sometimes she'll make me sit with her and, and turn to music and sing with her if I, if I know the songs, which I love doing. I love spending any time I, I can spend with my grandma. She's a fascinating person. But people, people in the South Bronx, they didn't have those opportunities. People in Queensbridge, they didn't have those opportunities. Q-Tip talked about on, on uh, the Tribe Called Quest documentary making pause tapes where you didn't have any mixer, you didn't have an SP-1200, you didn't have any of these uh, drum machines, you would just do a tape, you'd do a bar, and you'd hit pause on the recorder, and then you did you play another bar recorded and hit pause, 
and you're making your own you're making your own loop tape the old fashioned way and hip hop ascended from that you know you're talking in the old days stuff was done in somebody's basement you're you're not talking about uh Sony's studios you're not you're not talking about where Michael Jackson recorded his albums this is in a basement in in some brownstone in Brooklyn or maybe worse you you might you might be in you might be in Queensbridge in in the right next to the boiler room in the in the in the in the projects so hip hop went all the way from from there to to being the most consumed genre in the world but it seems that hip hop may have plateaued and there are other you got K-pop you have the explosion of the Latinx community especially in the United States and in the music coming out of that community and hip hop in my opinion is losing some market share and probably will lose market share. I don't know if that's because the genre is not as good as it used to be. I think that there are other options. We're in a society where where people are able to be independent with putting their music together, with writing their music, with distributing their music. You have YouTube and, and you have TikTok and you have so many different avenues to distribute and promote your music where people can truly go indie. It's not like the days of catch records. And if you're an independent artist, that means that you're not good enough to, to get a major deal. So you're kind of an embarrassment. You're not really that good. You know, when you when you flame out at a major, you go over to Koch, which is now Empire Records, and you go over there and you do a couple of albums there. You sell 75,000 units. You see groups like, you. See, I talk about Griselda all the time. You see groups like West Side Gun. You see Griselda. And I don't know what they're selling. I know that I have like 20 of their albums myself. So I have, I got like 15 West Side Gun albums, like five, five Conway albums, maybe six or seven. I probably got seven or eight Benny the Butcher albums. I got the Rome Streets albums. This is really closer to 30. Well, that's independent. So if Griselda's moving, a, if, if West Side Gun's moving 100,000 units and he's making eight bucks a unit, then you do the math. They put out three or four tapes, mixtapes every year. And I think people have adopted and, and adapted to, to that mentality. So, so music is much more regional. People find artists that their platform and, and their content resonates with them, and they consume those artists. And if you like more of the hardcore gangster stuff, you can find that. If you, if you love more of the the club types hip hop stuff you can find that if you love Megan the Style you love the beautiful ladies you can find that SZA if you like that deep stuff that like Kendrick you can find that I I just like the fact that there's there's so many options out there and to me that's that's what that's what comes with technology that's what comes with globalism that's what comes with all of these different platforms. And that's what comes with independence. You're not going to have as big of a share, but you're going to get a bigger slice of the revenues that come in. And ultimately, this is business. This is entertainment. Lance J Show. You are listening to the Lance J Radio Network.
this is your boy Lance J, a.k.a. the Paragon of Sports Talk Excellence, a.k.a. the Heisenberg of Broadcast Radio, a.k.a. the Wolf of Wall Street. Listen to me weekdays now at 11 a.m. on WOL 95.9 FM in the DMV, brought to you by our partners at Episource, the nation's leader in healthcare analytics and strategic support for Medicare risk adjustment programs. James Lewis. Shout out to all them guys, man, Rashid Wallace, you know. You know, Katino Mobley, you know, um, Sean Red Smith, Terrell Stokes, you know, all of those guys. A lot of them are um, Philadelphia legends when it comes mm-hmm. to the basketball. Right. right. You no, know, but I drop real numbers on them. <laughs> <laughs> so what would that make me? <laughs> Rampage, the first lieutenant of the Universal Flipmo Squad. Are you jamming people up? Are you crossing people up? All of that. Are you? Or is all of the above? Yeah, I was. I was. Um, Similar to Iverson. You are listening to the Lance J Radio Network.